0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Activist Podcast. I'm Leilani, your host, and today we are joined with the brilliant Malik Loves Y'all. Malik is an artist, educator, writer, producer, performer. He does all the things. He's based out of Los Angeles, California, and he uses hip hop, funk, soul, and jazz music to provide a platform for creativity, for authenticity, and for building community. And when I think of Malik, I talk about this in the episode, but I think of Malik as the heartbeat of our movement, the heartbeat of our revolution. So he is the rhythm and he's the music that's playing in the background of the protests, right? And the way that he sees racial equity, racial justice, social justice movements, he does it in a way that centers love. And centers healing and centers joy, and really asks us what would shift in the ways that we're doing this incredibly important work if we centered those things. And so I'm so excited to share this episode with you. Again, just a a brilliant divine human. I am so lucky to know. So at this point, grab your tea, grab your blankie. Find a cozy spot and enjoy this beautiful conversation with my good friend Malik. Loves y'all. Malik. Hello, friend.
1: Hi. How are you? I'm blessed right now. I'm like, man, this is this just The preliminary before we even started (laughs) recording is just bringing me, you know, into light. So Mm. I'm I'm grateful as well right now. That's how I'm doing.
0: Ooh. And it's, what's interesting is hearing you say, like, bringing me into light, I, all I have to do is look at a picture of you or listen to your beautiful EP or your music for me to be like standing in my light. Well, mm. it's uh, there's something about, gosh, we're just diving right in, y'all. We are diving right in.
1: Let's do it. You know, let's why? do it.
0: Let's do it. So, Malik, I met you through your beautiful mother, and yes. she's like, You have to meet my son. Like, when she knew, like, Leilani is a channel, Leilani yeah. talks to spirits, Leilani talks to divine your mom was like, you got to meet my son. And we did like, it was like, she sent me your website info. And uh, the first thing that popped up is your picture, like the preview. And I was like, damn, I need to know him. Like you're, because (laughs) you just radiate this joy and somehow you're able to transfer it into music that I cannot live without anymore. Mm. And so when yeah, tell us a little bit about your journey with music, what music means yeah. to you, and how do you channel from the divine realm to create what
1: you create? Word. I okay, I love that question cuz I can kind of I can go in for a minute. So, music has been with me as well as all of us literally since the moment that, you know, I was conceived, like, you know, just just that rhythm that is within me, but even more as I was born, uh, when I was about, I think maybe three or four years old, um, I started hanging out with my uncle a lot. And my uncle is 14 years older than me. So he would have been about 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to give a backstory, my mom had me when she was 18. So she was a young mom, she was in school, she was grinding, you know, really trying to set up the future and life that we now have. And she was in the process of doing all that. So she was in the grind. And because of that, she needed support. And so my uncle and my aunt were kind of the go-to support system. So I would spend a lot of time with them during the week and on the weekends. And when I was with my uncle, he's always been really into music. He's been rapping and had, you know, crews and everything since, since the beginning so whenever whenever i would go over to his house i would just be in that flow like he would always have his homies over they would always be in their studio that he built in whatever house he was living in he always called it the pyramid so they're always in the pyramid (laughs) and i would just be there on the couch just soaking it all up like as a three four year old wow and he was telling me that they're recording something one day and out of nowhere i was just there chilling and little kid and i just started kind of like bobbing along to the beat and like was kind of like he could tell I was mumbling something and he was like what's what's that leak what you saying And I was like, and I just started freestyling and I was freestyling about like Barney and Power Rangers and like just all the things that were like <laughs> all super of the most important. important
0: things. yeah,
1: the heat like what you know what I'm saying? I was going in on that and so Barney <laughs> yo, every day I was watching Barney that was my best friend. oh my gosh. oh my goodness. Um, And so he really nurtured that within me and he allowed me to to go in and and be free and he didn't censor me. Like he let me talk about whatever I wanted to talk about and just really uplifted my creation. Mm. And from that point on, you know, I was with him all the time. So I was just getting more and more steeped into hip hop and into the music. And it led me to where I am now. And and it's like... I've been, I've been freestyling, you know, as long as I could talk, I've been freestyling, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's a part of me at this point.
0: And it, I mean, what I see is that it moved through you, like, and you luckily, like you allowed it to move through you, but you also had people around you that were kind of like empowering you to let it move through you. So you, from a very early age, it sounds like we're channeling this divine flow
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I I feel that way for sure. And it mm. was always, it was always nurtured. And I think like one of the, now that I'm realizing it, one of the most powerful parts about that flow is that I was allowed to move in and out of the different phases of my life and express myself through the music. Mm. At times it was maybe fun at times it was really grimy and like just filled with a lot of pain and a lot of angst and all those things but I was I always had the space to express that and I never had to feel like I couldn't say something you know Mm. and it allowed me to really move along my journey in a way where I expressed all that crazy shit back then and I got that out of my system so now I know a little bit in a more focused way what i what I want to say, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. So what do you want to say, Malik? What What is like moving through you right now?
1: Yeah, I, I want to, I feel like any platform that I have, I want to say that we are all here with a purpose, mm-hmm. that we all are extremely, extremely powerful beings. And that just even the fact that we were born means that there was a whole infinite string of miracles that had to happen in Mm. order for us to be here and so with that being the fact the truth that means we all have something very beautiful and important to contribute to this world like we're not here in vain you know and I want everybody to know that because it's just there's no there's no like although we all I'm sure at times feel alone and feel like damn what the hell am I doing here like we don't need to feel that way. You know what I'm no. saying? So that's what I want to say. Like we got a purpose. We're to, we're together in this, you know?
0: And I also hear like we belong to one another. Mm. Like community and so it's da- I what I'm hearing is like yes, let let your purpose rise to the top. Let let your voice be heard and also like we're in this together. Mm-hmm
1: right now we we are although i want to i want to be real here because i find oftentimes that when we have these we have these higher beings and we have these ideas that we know are just universal truths you know what i'm saying however it's not always it's not always embodied on the day to day so i want to say that i myself definitely have my struggles with the concept of community I have my struggles with the concept of walking in, in our highest purpose at all times regardless of what is going on in our outside world you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I acknowledge my my divinity and I'm oh. also trying to figure out how to bridge the gap between my humanity and and being in this world and also that divinity and like have, have us meet each other in the middle so we can function fully, you know?
0: Yes, oh my gosh, you just, you nailed it. I, I think that I see you as a divine being like walking this earth, that is, that is truly what I see. And And maybe it's because you reflect back what I see in myself as well. And there is this, the human struggle I feel like I really struggle as a human. I don't, I'm like, how do I feel (laughs) these dark feelings? How do I, like, what is happening? What is this fear? What is this grief? And, and maybe you can relate to this, but over my life, I like, I feel like when I do feel those really human feelings, it kind of pulls me out of connection with myself and connection with the creator, with divine. Yeah. Although, you know, when we actually stop to think about it, it's like, actually, we've always been in relationship and in connection, but we just, there's like a, there's a cloud in the way, or there's, there's a fog. And, you know, before we, when hearing you talk about your music and there were some grimy, there were some darker things, like, how do you personally move through that? Like when you're deep in your humanity and you're having a hard time integrating it with your divinity what does that process look like?
1: There's, I feel like there's a few different steps of it. One, and this isn't any particular order, but one of the steps is just really allowing myself to be there and to just go through all of those gross feelings and to be in that place and like soak in it for a little bit and like Mm -hmm. feel gross. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something really powerful about just a lot, like not trying to be like, no, don't feel that. Or like, you have to do X, Y, and Z to get yourself out of that place. But to really be like, yo, I'm here right now. And like, this is mm. this is real, you know? But then once I get tired of that, because eventually I do, I'm like, okay, bro, like that, <laughs> that's enough. Like, mm-hmm. you got it, you know, you gotta do something. Then I figure out what patterns and what habits have gotten me to that place. Then I, try to, then I try to do something else. So if I'm like, okay, I haven't moved my body mm. in five days, and maybe that's why I feel so gross in my thoughts. I just feel stagnated. Maybe I need to move a little bit. So it might be, okay, I haven't stretched in the morning. Let me make sure when I wake up, I'm going to stretch. Let me make sure I have my water, and let me make sure that I hop on the bike or I go for a run. Mm. Um, just little simple things like that. And then that starts to add up. And I find that throughout the week, if I stay consistent in those practices, then my energy level is just already up, you know, and my mind state, it's kind of switched from that place of stagnation and darkness to one of like movement and being outside of light. And I, I see mm-hmm. that embodied in the things I do.
0: I hear that as getting, getting the energy moving because, and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording of this. You, you to me seem like somebody who can really understand and, and see energy movement and see flow, and so, yeah. So when it gets, stag- I hear you saying when it gets stagnant, when it starts to just kind of get stale in your body, that's when you start to dip into, okay, this is this is not who I am. It's imbalanced. Like you're too too far in the human, your humanness, and kind of forgetting your divinity.
1: Yeah. And like another aspect of that too, for me is discipline. Like I know that I tend to be an extreme person. So either I'm extremely, extremely disciplined, like waking up at 5am, like fasting, like working out, like all that, or I'm completely chilling where I'm like, I'm smoking hella weed, like Mm -hmm. I'm just kicking it. I'm eating sweets. I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. just in that mode. So I find that I usually go to the indulgence after I have been extremely disciplined for a while and I reach a goal or I feel yeah. how I want to feel. And I'm like, oh, let me celebrate. Let me indulge. But my problem is that I can't just indulge for one day. Nah, I got to take it to like two weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I get to the point where I'm like, bro, no, no. And I get disciplined again, you know, you know, so
0: I'm so Malik, I'm laughing because it sounds like me um, to where <laughs> I, gr- I, <laughs> I'm grinding, grinding, grinding. And then just like the other day, I like smoked a hell of weed and I was like, accidentally got super high. And I was like, why can't I just <laughs> do something like a little bit? Like, why can't I? Why do I have to go hard every single time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, I get it. I don't know what it is, but that's just <laughs> the way, because I think, so here's the thing. And I've said this to you before, Malik, like, I, I believe that there are divine beings walking this earth. I believe that you and I are both divine beings walking this earth. And I don't think that divine beings know how to moderate. <laughs>
1: like yeah, I don't think we real.
0: know I don't think we know how to like be like I'm just gonna have this one little tiny piece of chocolate square like the first of all oh. I don't even hang out with those people
1: like <laughs> right right
0: I don't even you know and it's like I, I I just don't like we just go hard and and I think that's okay yeah I think it's okay and it's it's you know I think I think of my son and how he balances me out. And I'm like, I can't be going hard on chocolate and certainly not on weed and all this stuff. So he kind of keeps me grounded. And I know Rhythm, your baby girl, plays a huge part in your creative process. So tell me about Rhythm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She is nine months old now, almost 10 months. She is just this little ball of energy and light and love and is just... She is so cool, man. Like I look at her and I'm like, oh, dude, like I really am playing a part in raising one of the flyest, freshest, most amazing human beings on the planet. And uh, it's cool. She she really does keep me. She challenges me to to get outside of my comfort zone. And like she just brings a whole new sense of responsibility to Mm. my life. Like before she was here and even like before she was here i didn't really have anybody else to really worry about in my life like it was, and worry's not the right word but to be accountable for mm. um it was just myself even though i you know i have my partner but the way our partnership was structured is like hey you be yourself fully i'm going to be myself fully we're attracted to the highest versions of ourselves so let's do that. Like, it wasn't like a, let's, you're my other half thing. It's like, you're your whole person. I'm my whole person. You do your shit. I do my shit. And we just collaborate in life, you know? Um, So even in that place of being in partnership, I was only accountable for myself, really. And (laughs) now that my daughter is here, she allows me to assess and analyze like, okay, what I'm doing is that, how's that going to impact her? Mm. So, If I am indulging all day and my tummy hurts because I've been eating chocolate and dates and not real food at all, then I'm not going to be able to be present for her and play with her and be able to make sure that she's good because I'm going to be laid out somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So she definitely makes me think about things as like, how do they impact others?
0: Absolutely. I, uh... I keep thinking of, um, and I've been sitting with this notion of impact. I, I just, I've been reading, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to forget the name of it, but anyway, I've been reading a book about how, what we do as this, like, we think we're this tiny human on this tiny planet in this giant multiverse, but that what I do, like me drinking water today is going to impact impact galaxies you know what i mean mm, like it, right, it just right, our right. impact so when i hear you saying like oh i have to think about impact it's it's like this direct like you get to see what your impact looks like even though we're we have this impact that ripples out every day yep. so it's kind of wild if you think about it that we're just like in charge of other humans like that that we you know it, that we have to keep this human alive. (laughs) We have to make sure this human's a good person
1: that does
0: good things in the world. So yeah, I guess I just am curious, like, is there, are there things that you've learned in terms of channeling for your creative side? Are there things you've learned in how to also support your daughter? And yeah, yeah, what does that look like?
1: That's a great question. Um, Yes, absolutely. Like, It this comes to the what I was talking about earlier with this new series I'm doing on the spot, right? Like (sighs) you know, make the beat in an hour and things like that. So, in that creative process, I can't overthink or overanalyze too much what I'm doing, and I can't spend too much time trying to get this sound perfect because I have one hour and I need to make sure that the whole the the instrumental the beat itself and the freestyle are done and put together in a way where I can send it to folks and mm. so with that i think about being a father and sometimes i want to overanalyze every single thing that i'm doing and think about how it's going to impact her and how she's going to grow up you know what i'm saying whereas mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like i don't really she's hungry now mm. i don't have time to think about, should I do zucchini? Should I do squash? Should I do, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to pick a food, Mm -hmm. make it for her so she can eat and we can get into the bath and get her ready for bed. Because if I spend too much time thinking about this shit, it's going to be like 10 o'clock and she's going to be hella mad and she's not even going to have taken a bath yet. You know what I'm saying?
0: I do know what you're saying. And I think of, um, the, the term that keeps coming up is white perfectionism. Like we have, Mm. we are, we are part of a system. Oh yeah, we're going, we're going in. Mm. Um, we, we are part of a system that tells us that we are perfect, but our creator tells us we're, we're perfectly imperfect. Like we're Mm. not meant to be perfect. Right. Right. So, so being in a system that tells us otherwise is, damaging and it's confusing because, because what that does is it takes you out of that present moment, which is where divinity exists, right? Like that present moment when you're with your daughter and you're like, okay, let me see, let me see what you want to eat. Sometimes that's mac and cheese, right? Like sometimes it's not (laughs) squash or whatever. And, and to be able to, to be with the people we love, especially with our, our children, it's like, I think that what we, are supposed to do is be present and not so much right. be perfect.
1: Right. No, that's, that's so real. Like I, I think about all of these things of like, okay, what did my mom do that I didn't like that maybe could have fueled some uh, mm-hmm. trauma or all these things. Right. And so I can get into thinking about parenting almost as like a mathematical equation. When it's like, it's not like that. Like, there's Mm -hmm. no, like, you put in this variable and then you get this outcome. It's like, Mm -hmm. who knows? Like, who really knows how my daughter is going to turn out? All I can really do to maybe give her the best shot at being an awesome human being is really love her and allow her to explore the world in the way that she wants to. Provide some guardrails. You know what I'm saying, but not control her, not overanalyze shit. Just love her and give her my time and my attention. You know.
0: Yes, I do know. When I, when my son was actually in my womb, <laughs> we had conversations.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and when I asked him, I was like, "How can I just be a good mom? Like, what can I do to?" to get you to the point where you are living your purpose. And I'm lucky that he showed me his purpose when, Mm. when we were communicating that way, which is he, he told me he's going to teach humans to be better to the earth. That was Mm. his, that was his purpose. And I said, well, what can I do to support that? And he his two things. It was so simple. Love me with abandon Mm. and take me outside as much as possible. That was it. That was it. And 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 so when we think about like the ways that we overcomplicate, not just parenthood, but literally the way we walk this earth, we tend to think it's so complicated and complex, but it's really, really simple. It's about being present and loving and everything else can just fall away. And that's something that we didn't learn in this like white, you know, Whitewashed yep. culture we yep. we we learned that we have to fit into this box in this very rigid space, and at the end of the day, it's just not true.
1: Right. No, that's real. And like to add on to that, like we learned that there is a right answer and that there is a wrong answer. Ugh, and absolutely. you know like that, man, how many times have we all been and this is when we're in school, in the classroom or maybe even <laughs> in the meeting? And we had input, but we didn't want to speak up because we thought it might be the wrong answer right. or that it might not be, you know, on topic, whatever. Like, But in reality, maybe if we would have, we would have said something that would have helped the whole entire room Absolutely. and would have helped move things into a better direction, you know?
0: Yeah. and And that's how I see you as somebody who has perfected, like, getting your voice out. And when I say voice, mm-hmm. I don't just mean, like you're, your rapping, you're singing. I, I mean, like your music, your creation, like the things that you're creating and even your voice through rhythm, like through your daughter. Yeah. So in terms of activism, because when I hear you, I know you are, you're like this unicorn that has turned activism into something that's like dark and loud and angry into like, y'all I love you like for real like I like your mode of activism is so loving and divine and so tell Mm. me about that
1: yeah so activism as we all know it has different different looks and you know embodies different different people and and ideas and for me activism is along the lines of not necessarily self-care but like collective care of like Mm. okay like you have somebody that loves you. You know what I'm saying? Like so you can go and be amazing now. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. you have somebody that supports you and who wants you to shine. So now go do that shit. And like I feel that being in the body that I was born into and that the bodies that we were born into there's a lot of there's a lot of energy Coming from this world that does not want us to thrive. There's a lot Mm. of energy that is thriving on our oppression. Mm. And so, to me, one of the most revolutionary acts in a black, brown, queer woman, anything other than, uh, dominant society white nails. exactly <laughs> one of the most revolutionary things that we could do or be is to be joyful is mm. to feel like we are loved and capable of loving and that's what I that's what I want to bring that's my activism so for me like I'm not particularly the cat who's going to be out in the street you know what I'm saying I'm not really about to be marching like that's just not how I get down. Yeah. I'll support, I'll support the people who are doing that, but I want to provide the music that allows those people to continue to go. You know, mm. I want to provide the music that really fuels us to, to live our highest purposes. Cause I believe that when we're all in alignment with our purpose, then why do we have to hate? I don't have to hate on you if I'm in alignment with my purpose. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's enough for everybody. Exactly. We
0: all have enough. And so I just, I got goosebumps imagining people like blasting your music in, in like a protest. And mm-hmm. like, I, I, I keep saying this and I feel like it's, I, I'm channeling it. It's coming through. Like Malik, you are the heartbeat. Mm. You are like the rhythm, mm-hmm. like you, for us to move forward, we have to walk with your words and the joy that you bring with your creativity. Like that feels like your purpose to me Mm. of like giving people. And, and I, and I told you this before we started, I've been listening to your music like every day for like two weeks (laughs) and, and you're, Oh, and we didn't even talk about this beautiful beat on this podcast is by you. And, you know, like shout out, (laughs) hello. And it's just, it just brings me so much joy. And it's like, oh shit, yeah, I am grateful. I'm grateful for this and this. And I think of your music as like higher vibration music. Like, there,
1: mm.
0: not that there's anything wrong with music as it is today, but if you are ready to transcend and ready to think about the role that love plays in your life and your impact. Then it's like, yeah, I'm gonna vibe to Malik. <laughs> mm, <laughs> to Malik. I appreciate that. You're the heartbeat. You're the heartbeat of like our movement.
1: Wow, that's love. That's you know, that's what I what I strive to be. Like straight up, that's beautiful. I'm glad that you see that.
0: Yeah. Oh Aww. gosh. And and yeah, I I agree with you. I'm actually not a beat the streets kind of person. Like I'm loud. I could probably do a pretty good job with. <laughs> a megaphone. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is my activism is like, let me find the most efficient way to get a message out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I think what is coming through now is for everybody that's listening, especially for black and Brown folks who are like, I just can't, like I have a kid. I can't, I can't go to a protest. The activism looks completely different. There are so many ways to be an activist. There's so many ways to be involved. There's so many ways to create a movement that don't involve like the quote unquote traditional ways to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think they all, they all work together, you know? Yeah. You know, we, we need, we need those folks who are out there in the streets. You know what I'm saying? We also Mm -hmm. need the folks who are raising awareness and also just shifting consciousness through conversation we need people who are doing that through music, through food, like, I feel like, and this, again, ties into my belief that everybody has a purpose, and Mm -hmm. once we're all in those purposes, we can, you know, we can do something great, is that there's, like, okay, I'll use, like, food for an example, like, have you ever tasted a meal that really just, like, feel like it just rearranged your molecules and just put you in a place of just like straight love and just being like, hold, oh, like, wow, I'm it's so. It's like
0: every time I eat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, like that, yes. Uh, you know, so like, and, and that right there, like, you know, is a powerful way of yeah. creating change. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. if a chef cooked a meal for a hater ass dictator and they were like oh shit like wow i feel good like i maybe feel joyful start... you know what i'm saying like damn like this pain that i feel that makes me want to inflict pain upon other people like i don't feel that for this moment like Oof. that is powerful you know
0: Ooh, that's a word
1: for real and we can all do that when we're when we're creating from a place of purpose from creating from a place of like really deep rooted, like joy of like, yeah, this is, this is who I am. So I'm supposed to be doing this is what I love to do. Mm. You know?
0: I just, I, my body was just filled with goosebumps, that entire like analogy. And what I hear is when we are living our purpose, when we are truly, truly um, aligned with that divinity, then we're not just impacting our own vibration. We are like literally spreading our vibration around. And you do that through your music, which is again, like probably why I listen to it every day. And it's like raising the collective consciousness, like raising the collective vibration. And and that's honestly what I hope to do with this podcast. It's what I hope to do with the book I'm writing. And it's only when we stop to say, okay, what is my purpose? And start to align with that, that we actually are able to have the impact that we all want to have. Right. Right.
1: For real. And like, okay, so right now in this day and age, being able to think about our purpose is a privilege. Like, being able to be in a place where we can even have the mental capacity to do so is a privilege. And so, how do we, like, how do we inspire people to even just start thinking about that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's the thing that I'm I'm trying to figure out now, because unfortunately, a lot of us are just trying to survive, you know, Absolutely. and when we're in that mode of just trying to survive, like we don't have the capacity to think about how to thrive, you know, mm. so how, yeah, how can we, I don't know, it's like a rhetorical question, kind of something I'm just asking myself, but like, how do we, yeah, how do we spark that? You know, for the folks who who are just trying to trying to live out here, you know,
0: the first thing that came to mind is fierce community, and mm-hmm. and being in community in ways where we do support each other in our basic basic needs. Like, how are you feeling today? Let's right. talk about that, right? I I I feel like that's another thing when you talk about the revolution is like the revolution is joy, right? Right. But the revolution is also being in fierce community with people of color, with black Mm. and Brown communities. And to be like, you know what, this narrative that's been shoved down our throat, our entire lives is just not true. And we get to, like, we get to lean into our divine creativity. We get, you know, and, and again, like not to, I mean, absolutely. There is suffering and there is, there's so, there's so much, but I think of you, you know, young mom just grinding, you know, and she leaned on her community, like your uncle mm-hmm. and your aunt kind of raised you, right? Like yeah. In, in, yeah. A, in a lot of the sense and, and created this beautiful version of you that you get to like live your purpose. And that is what you yeah. do. And so I, I just think of, you know, and my dad was an immigrant single dad, four kids. Mm. And I mean, yeah, it was probably, it wasn't as cultivated as yours, but I did have people in my life that allowed me to be me. And that's why I get to be where I am. And you know, it's, I think of people like us who, and and again, even having community is a privilege, right? Like having, having, having that. And so how can we, break that down and dismantle that notion that we have to be separate and mm. individual, which is, again, um, that's a narrative of white supremacy, that, that we yeah. have to do it alone. And it right. keeps us out of our divinity.
1: No, that's real. Like, one one thing that I was thinking about as you were speaking just now is that there's always room for the miraculous. There is always uh, room for the yes. divine. And I think even when we're down bad, you know what I'm saying? When we mm-hmm. where we don't see any other way out, like we have to know that there's always something that is much greater than us that yes. wants to see us win, that wants to see, like I, I personally, I believe that if it's if it's truth that um you know it's more likely that a child is not born than a child is born just through all the things that have to happen in the womb and all of the perfect yes. you know alignments yep. that have to happen in order to to bring life into this world then why would the universe bring us here just to have us be miserable like that <laughs> right. doesn't like you it know doesn't what I'm add up it doesn't add up so at the end of the day, no matter how terrible things are going, like we have to know that there's, there's some higher like good that this shit is all happening for, you know? Mm. Yeah. I just have, for my life personally, I can't speak for other people, but I have to always remember that.
0: Absolutely. And it's a good reminder. And it is like, again, like I keep talking about your music, but it's like, it comes through like that invitation to just like step into your fullness like comes through in your music and in your words. And right now, actually, ancestors are coming forward. And this happens to me a lot, especially when I'm vibing with like someone from the black community, It yeah. the black ancestors are here and they're powerful. And they, they see like, they see everything. I mean, they got pissed when, with, George Floyd, when George Floyd was murdered. They there was like an uprising up there, and I was like, Whew, like I felt it and I saw it. And what they want, I guess I'm channeling a message for the black community, if that's okay, Malik.
1: Go for it. Go for it. So
0: and this isn't the first time I've actually channeled this, but it's the first time on my podcast. So what they're saying is, you are royalty, you are seen. You are resilient and you're standing on the shoulders of giants. Like, quite literally, our country was built by Black Americans who didn't even have a choice to be here. And so, if you remember the survival that was required for you to be here, mm. if you remember the strife and everything, I'm seeing the Underground Railroad, I'm seeing all of the ways that the black community has thrived and survived and has still found ways to be in their black joy, Mm. which is revolutionary. It's gonna, I mean, that's all it takes. It's gonna be the black community being joyful and the black community stepping into their purpose. And again, that's what's going to save us. Again, the black community is going to save us. Y'all, how are you not tired? You do (laughs) everything. Y'all are doing everything. It's not fair. But anyway, they're like, okay. But (laughs) they just want to know that they just want you to know that y'all are so, so loved and that we're Mm -hmm. all, I mean, those of us who see it, like I am here witnessing all of this injustice and just know you're not alone. We're here. We're showing, I'm showing up for you.
1: Yes. No, you really are. And like one thing that came to to mind and heart, um, as you were channeling is that so much beauty has been birthed from pain and struggle. And even thinking about like jazz music, blues music, shit, hip hop, like, you know, all came from struggle. Soul mm-hmm. food came from our ancestors getting the scraps, you know what I'm saying? Mm. The shit that they wouldn't even feed the dogs. And we turned that into just delicious <laughs> meals that they're now eating up, paying like thirty dollars <laughs> a plate for. It. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all of that is born mm. from from hardship. And so it's important for us to remember that as we And the world really is going through such a difficult time, a difficult transition, know that some of the most powerful, potent art and, and, and movements and everything is, is coming from that, you know, it's like, so as there is below, there is above, like, as far as the spectrum is taking us on the hurt side, that's even farther is going to take us on the love side, you know. Oh.
0: So I'm, I'm going to be a little vulnerable right now. My guys are saying, just say it. Mm. So I'm a survivor of sexual trauma. I'm a survivor of childhood mm. trauma. I, I'm a survivor of multiple multiple atrocities. And at the end of the day, it has pulled me to love. And it's pulled mm. me to joy. Like I've seen the depths of humanity and the darkest, darkest times. And this is what I do now. You know, mm. like I, I channel messages from ancestors with like this beautiful gift that I've been given. And and I, I just think about this a lot, actually, if those things had not happened to me, would I have the ability to sit with somebody and empathize? And would I have the ability mm. to have compassion? And honestly, I, I, I feel a little vulnerable saying this, but the people who have oppressed me I have transformed that into love. Like Mm. I've I've transformed it into, you know what? You're not perfect. You have this like generational trauma that created this moment. And right now I'm just going to love, send love to you and hope that, and hope that you heal in service of the generations that come after you. Mm. right? It's hard,
1: man. I, I that gave me goosebumps. And mm. and thinking like, if we can have compassion for our oppressors, it doesn't mean that we're excusing them. No, you know
0: what I'm saying? not at but all. Their can... accountability is a thing. Like people yes. need to be accountable. Absolutely.
1: Yes, but like if and and rather if we can if we can have some understanding, then. Who can hurt us? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like if we can have understanding, compassion, and gratitude for those people who are trying to annihilate us, mm-hmm. then what is really gonna what is, what can ever hurt us? Nothing,
0: you Ugh. know. Ooh, Malik, I uh, my whole body, like seriously, this whole this whole podcast. So I know we're we're getting close to time here, and I just I don't know. I feel like the the question that's coming forward to just what is what is coming through, Malik? What is coming through for you? And what do you want to leave our listeners with?
1: Mm, I want to say at this point that love is not always hugs and kisses and mm-hmm. smiles and being in a flow that feels easy. Mm-hmm. Love can be difficult. Love can be telling somebody the thing that they need to hear that is going to really save their life, but that might cause a lot of grief in that process. Mm. Love might be saying no. Love comes in many different shapes and forms. However, if it is going to tear you open and tear you down and keep you down, I don't know if that's love. Mm. love might tear you open so that you can shoot through you know (laughs) what I'm saying and grow but Mm -hmm. I don't think love is going to try to destroy you Mm.
0: it does make sense it does and it's such like a beautiful image to like end on and I just gotta say Malik thank you for bringing your light forward thank you for being on this earth at this particular point in time you are truly like such a such a blessing and thank you Mm. thank you so much
1: thank you one one thing I want to say about you Leilani is that as you affirm and you lift people up I'm speaking about me as you lift me up like you just like you help me remember how important and powerful i am and how mm. much beauty i have to contribute to this world mm-hmm. and every time i speak to you i feel just so like oh yeah like i'm supposed to be here like oh yeah mm. i am doing some some great things like hold up and and i think that that is a superpower and mm i want to lift that up and just say thank you because you bring so much love and joy to my heart and i know for a fact anybody that you connect and commune with so thank you for just holding space always and creating a space yeah that's love i appreciate you for real
0: uh i appreciate you and i love you so much malik thank you for saying that uh yeah Gosh, friends, thank you so much for being here for this lovely conversation with seriously one of the loveliest humans that I know. Malik can be found at his website, maliklovesyall.com, Instagram at maliklovesyall. And all of that information will be in the show notes. For now, uh, just really invite you to reflect on what it is that you've been called here to do and how can you remember who you are and lean into your creativity to benefit all of us, which is something that I know Malik does so beautifully. And he does it with this finesse, this love and joy. I mean, he is just walking sunshine and just really encourage you to find your joy and to find what it is that moves you through this earth. But for now, be still my friends and live into your impact. So grateful you're here and we'll talk soon.